Have a cup of tea. 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 I will go for you. Three. Oh, two. <laughs> one. Three. You alright? Get your coughs out of the way. Three. Two. One. Hi. Hi. See, that was quite peaky. Um, yeah, minus minus two. I don't know what's happening. Um, I've also got a clicky pen, which I'm going to put away. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sugar Hello Brew. and welcome. You don't sound very excited. Are you trying <laughs> well, to not I'm, peak too early? I'm going to... And so what have you been oh. up to, Danny? Oh, what have I been up to? Not leaving well, the house terribly much. No, we're still in lockdown. Not very much has been going on. So um, we live we live south of Auckland. That's not that's not doxing too much, is it? Um, very much south of Auckland. <laughs> yeah. We live on a different island. To but Auckland. Meaning meaning that we're um, 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 level three now in New Zealand, which means that it's it's basically level four. It's lockdown with takeaways. Yeah, except I haven't had any takeaways of you. I don't. I don't I, I've not had takeaways either. You can do contact, contactless deliveries. So I, I had a customer in a nearby town of mine, half an hour away, um, did lots of buying. Oh, I can hear Zoe crying. That's sad. Oh, okay. Um, I did lots of buying while I was um, while we were in level four, and I, I delivered that today. And there happens to be. Um, the top of the south best pie shop in in her town, so I, mm. I did a I did a coffee and a pie, and it was delightful. Oh, so I, I think it was actually still during level four lockdown, because quite often because we have to like drive into town, one of the two nearest towns, which are you know thirty five minutes away, Equidistant. in order to do our shopping. Um, and so when we go, we don't waste a trip, and we do a bunch of chores. You know, yeah. obviously. So usually what we do with the supermarket is we'll do a click and collect at the supermarket and, yeah. and collect it. But obviously during level four, we couldn't do that at all. So what we did was order online. It, it cost $30 to deliver, which sounds like a lot, but actually it wasn't that bad because... And they delivered from to, my town? From Mochueca. Don't know if that's your town or not. Yeah, <laughs> But, um, so the funny thing is that you can't order any fresh food, any fridge stuff or any fruit and veg. So you can, you can, you can order laundry detergent. Basically toilet paper, anything that is like pasta, tin stuff, chocolate, you could get all that. But the funny thing is that what it hadn't realized. That's all the stuff that sells out in, in COVID pandemics, isn't it? Yeah, well, see, I don't even have to queue up for it. I can just have it delivered for $30. (laughs) But the funny thing is, it gets delivered by actual rural courier. So, So, like, three, like, banana boxes full of stuff just turned up with a post one morning, (laughs) which is why they don't have, like, fresh frozen and all that stuff. Yeah, it's quite cool. So your postie just delivers your groceries? Yeah, but the weird thing was that... um, It's quite quite quaintly um old-fashioned about that yeah except so we didn't read the page properly um and we didn't know what like we didn't know that it was a courier coming so it basically gives you like a three-day 
delivery window because they can't guarantee when the courier sure. is going to turn up. Again, so hence no perishables. Yeah, exactly. But we we um we thought it was coming one day, so we tried to call them, and then like I saw the sign. You know that song? Oh, I saw the sign. Open up playing, my eyes. Yeah, it was it was Ace playing on repeat until we ended up putting the phone down and then called them up the next day because it hadn't turned up on the day we thought it said it was going to turn up. Yeah. So we called them back and I saw the sign came back on. Oh, fuck. I know. Um, what's what's, what's we, Ace of Base's other song? Don't know. No, there's another one. There's, there's, they had two songs. I saw the and, um All That She Wants. All That She Wants is another movie. They should have a different Ace of Base song each day. <laughs> yeah. What, Maybe two? they do. Yeah, exactly. they, pro- they probably have to pay very little licensing for Ace of Base nowadays, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Um, but anyway, we managed to get a hold of someone and they they basically explained the whole thing to us, which we should have read on the page. Yeah. They weren't that it's impressed. Like, nah, mate, that we, we were phoning up. Not, we weren't phoning to complain. We were just like wanted to let them know that it never arrived because we thought that was a, an actual delivery truck coming yeah. out. They were like, no, and we don't know when it's coming. It might be tomorrow. It might be the next day. And we're like, and oh, we've okay. Got better things to do than talk to you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. So that was that. Um, we got our groceries, and that was all good. <laughs> I'm mindful of of um, past guest and current legend Tim Chiman's comment to us when he recorded with us that his son, son or nephew, I can't remember was very impressed at how much of a podcast a few episodes ago you managed to talk about your new kettle in. And he's going to be frankly <laughs> creaming himself today with the amount of, very amount of material that we're getting out of doing the weekly shop. Yeah, having it delivered by the courier. Yeah. So um, today we have a special returnee. We do. We do. Friend um, of the pod, f- a regular. Fr- friend of the pod, ex-literary and- snob. And half of the half of the sugary brew linguists, yes, fifty percent uh, linguist. We are, of course, talking about Jen. Um, da, 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 da. Is coming on shortly in order to talk about telly and movies and whatever. Have you got a Have you got a brew on the go? I do. Um, um, so let's let's quickly quickly go into what what brew we're having today. So on on we're obviously recording um, separately because of COVID. Um, and on separately recorded episodes, I generally my my brew is less tea based and more beer based. Um, today's is a Max Brewery Apparition Hazy IPA. So I'm going to crack that open now, pour right that, and Ooh. we'll see you. Um, so the, the the only thing is that you told me that you bought a tea especially for this occasion, yeah. and you were going to post me one tea bag. Which you never got around to do. <laughs> well, no, I was going to post a battery for for the. Ooh, I forgot to look at what I was doing, and um, so I, yeah. I poured beer all over the table. Dear, dear. So you may have listener. noticed that the last couple of weeks during COVID, we've had dead batteries, both of us, and that meant a complete failure last week. But the week before, just meant <laughs> only a partial failure. Partial failure. So um, had I not managed to get batteries, which I did manage to get. Um, when I went for my COVID jab, which I had last, or this Monday, just gone. Oh, Dan, we haven't discussed arm? that. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. 
pretty good. Thanks, thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, I was uh, making sure that James would ask me every day how my arm yeah. is, and if he hadn't asked, I, I, I sort was of let sugary myself. down by um, not giving due um, care and attention to the to the state of his arm. I the the, the day of the the jab and the following day, we talked about it, and I think on the third day. Danny messaged me and said, "My arm's fine. Thanks for asking." <laughs> <laughs> now I think you'll probably find that was on the second day, if oh, not right. the first. <laughs> I am a notorious wuss. Um, if if we don't come out of level three before next recording session, um, I will I will courier you a couple of these tea bags, and then we can actually you have a have segment. To. Well, I mean, I I'd like to. It'd if I try to get some, yeah, all right, it'd be fun. So after right. after this wee break, we'll be talking to to Jen, who will bring some much needed intellectual rigor to to what is otherwise a podcast about Danny doing the shopping, <laughs> banana boxes. All right, we'll Same see you to shortly. You. Okay, okay bye. bye. After this. Hello welcome and welcome back. back to Sugary Brew, um, and and welcome Jen. Hi guys. Hi. Lovely to have you back on board. Um, <laughs> Thank this, you. This 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 week we um, all three of us have watched a movie called The Green Knight, um, which is a retelling of a um, chivalric romance. Sir Gawain and the Green Knight um, tells the story of um, it's it's King Arthur and his his. Um, Camelot stuff. Um, Band of Merry Men. That's a different, that's a different one. Get your shit together, sugary. <laughs> I think, Jen, you know more about the the original story than the rest well, of us, don't you? I, I know it only from a from a interesting, well, a side perspective, I guess, because Tolkien, um, one of my favourite authors of Lord of the Rings, of course, was uh, a scholar of this, uh, of one of the, I guess, it's the original Middle, Middle English, English poem. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So 14th century. But the the movie is fairly different from the poem. So yeah. it still felt um, quite new to me and I didn't know where it was going to take things. Um, Have you read Tolkien's? A long time ago. Uh, yeah, a long time ago yeah. I read. So he did... Um, a, a translation of it. I think it was actually published um, by his son, though. I'm not sure if it was published in Tolkien's lifetime yeah. or not, but it's certainly become one of the like go-to translations of that poem. So yeah. I, I read it a very long time ago. Didn't reread it for this. <laughs> Didn't study up on that. But um, outrageous. Yeah. So it's the same as same as it's around the same time as as, as Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have a. Um, a recording of Chaucer's Canterbury Tales that's read out in in the sort of Middle English, uh, um, oh, and you can only you can hardly understand it. But the way they pronounce all the words is just amazing. And if you let it wash over you, you can almost every now and then understand what's happening. Um, but I remember in this particular recording, instead of knight, they would say knigget. It was just great. Yeah. Like they would all of the like Monty Python. Yeah, exactly. All of the pronunciation would follow the spelling. My my, you know? my first reaction to watching the movie was that it's it's almost impossible to divorce um films of, of this ilk 
especially Arthurian legends, from Monty Python. Yeah. So yeah. you just, you just, mm-hmm. you just um, <laughs> expected so-called Arthur King and your filthy English knigots, right? You, uh, and you expected uh, coconuts. The coconuts, um, yeah. And it, it, it does take, I mean, it took me, genuinely, um, it took me a bit of effort to get my head around <laughs> it not being, you know, this scene very early on, this isn't a spoiler, where... Um, so Gawain beheads the Green Knight, right? And you expect the Green Knight to say it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it actually, t- it took us a little bit to get into the movie. Like, if, initially, it kind of, like, when I didn't know where it was going and how it was actually going to become more of a sort of, parable like following the guy right I, I i didn't know anything i thought it might possibly be like some kind of medieval action film <laughs> and then yeah. it turned out much more to be you know like a a, a quiet ish fable about him moving across the land <laughs> yeah, quiet, I guess quiet it, fable yeah. with with giants and and sex and and killings <laughs> and foxes and and witches and yeah, ghosts right. it wasn't that quiet <laughs> um, yeah so, for me so... I, I was expecting that i was expecting that more fable side of it but i i wasn't sure how this film adaptation exactly would go so sure. i was sort of surprised at the beginning to to feel that it was going in that kind of folklore direction and then I was surprised by the second half of the film where they, where they really start deviating from the poem and, and what happens there. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a strange direction to take it, but I didn't mind it. It, it. it went quite surreal, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's surreal. I mean, it, the, the source material is surreal. I mean, it's all, it's all you know, it's witchcraft. And it's, it is, you used the term... Um, Gen sort of folklore, and it's a lot of it is folklore. I mean, a lot of the the, the recurring motifs are folkloric. The the fox, you know, is a fox. recurring, <laughs> which is which is you know Reynard the fox, isn't it? It's um, the 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 um, sly sort of guide you don't trust, and and the Green Knight himself is is um, has echoes of of. Um, the green man and 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 um pan and all that stuff right it's it's all folkloric it's all um right up my street in fact danny i i it occurred to me that the the song that you liked by fairport convention tam lin mm. is all about the same stuff right it's all fairy queens and it's mm. all shape shifting and changing this that and the other and and, and murders and it's all great stuff I was going to say, I think what was really interesting about, you know, most films we see about Arthurian legends, knights are very much already shining, like shining knights in armor, you know, like or knights in shining armor. That, that's what it is. <laughs> Not shining knights in armor. Anyway, they're that. Knights in rusty armor. In, armor. <laughs> in rusty armor. They're always already that, already established, whereas uh, Garwin is, yeah. is not that yet. You know, he's not yet a knight. He's his honor yeah. comes into question multiple times. It's, it's very, I think that's an interesting aspect to this, to this story. Like the scene with the giants, I kind of thought was cool in a kind of like cool music video kind of way, but it was sort of didn't 
makes sense to me. I, I like that. That's to me like classic folklore though. Like it never really mm. goes the way you think and, it, and it's always small little snippets happening one after the other. And I love that style. So like the fact that he's like asking the giants, hey, will you help me get over there? And they're just like, meh. You know, like that's such, to me, that's such classic folklore. Like stuff isn't just going to happen as you'd expect it to. Uh, one thing one thing that's always kind of annoyed me about um, uh, the this bit of literature and, and also the, in the film is at the very start, right, where where the Green Knight poses this challenge of somebody strike me with your axe and I'll come and do the same blow a year later. Like, why does he cut off his head? Like, why not just yeah. like, cut off his pinky toe or something? Like, I, yeah, exactly. I, it's never explained. Or just never flick explored, him. Flick him I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I guess like the, the idea is because he's because he isn't yet a knight and he's like amongst all these like so he's you know which which is, folk. is the the theme of the 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 entire piece the poem and the the film is is all about um he's he's testing himself isn't he he's trying to prove himself courage it's about honor, yeah courage yeah. Mm. it's about um mm. and more so in the in the in the original source material um the the part towards the end where he's with um, and I forget the name of the guy uh, Bertilac, Lord Bertilac and 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 his um, and Lady Bertilac, <laughs> yeah. And Bertilac goes out hunting and and the lady is is there to seduce him essentially. Um, and Bertilac goes out and and. and is going to bring to Gawain whatever he gets, and Gawain has to give to Bertilac whatever he gets, staying at home in in the castle with this sexy <laughs> lady. <laughs> yeah. And the whole point is to is that Gawain has to not, you know, snog the sexy lady. And in the poem, the Green Knight is Bertilac. In disguise, who's been yeah. in disguise? Who's been who's been bewitched by Morgan Le Fay? Who's the old woman that that hangs out? Who is out with the old woman yeah. with the blind? And woman. so all of that that twist to the characters' identities was just completely left out of the film, which was an interesting choice. It was left out, but it so it was. I thought it was his uh, Gawain's mum. I thought. Was the one who was the witch, like Gawain's oh. mum is Morgan Le Fay's sister, right? And Morgan Le Fay is like a like a, a mythical kind of dark witch sort of thing, right? Like a, a sorcerer, right? like 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 the evil Merlin. Meddler, always meddling. Yeah. So um, yeah, well, I mean, the thing is that we we did we weren't really familiar with the source material when we started watching it, and so. Early on, when it seemed, and I guess continues to seem from an outside point of view, that the Green Knight himself was kind of summoned by Gawain's mum in order to give him an opportunity to test sure. himself and oh. prove himself. I don't know what, whether that's actually anything to do with the original idea, but... Well, I mean that that's, that 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 theme runs through. You're absolutely right. I mean, the, the theme of the piece is is um, Gawain trying to break into to, to the to the um, Knights of the Round Table and try and prove his chivalric worth, isn't it? 
so that's that's what happens mm. but i don't i don't know i can't remember the he's more morgan lefay than his mother i think i quite like the um there's a couple of moments in the film where you see like an alternate history towards the end i think especially. it's actually what happened but yeah yeah so especially that that uh, that last section i don't know i mean is this i guess like are we talking spoilers issues <laughs> i think well, first of all no one listens secondly no one cares <laughs> so so I'd, I'd go for it yeah yeah no i was just like that that whole last scene showing essentially his entire future from that moment of yeah. him meeting the green knight on that second christmas well i thought that that whole like sequence was really well done and very sort of like quickly gave you loads of information like the the entire movie by that that hot that five minute sequence could have been a movie <laughs> in itself and you would have got the the whole gist of it you know um but then there's also that moment where he gets tricked in the forest and you you sort of like think oh the end and then it kind of like but there's quite a, a cool camera move in there. It's it's really beautifully shot. I, think. I agree. The, I really enjoyed it looks that. Beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. And the casting, I, I enjoyed the casting. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I was very forgiving with the accents. I think I was just so yeah. much enjoying the setting of the world that I'll let them talk yeah. however they need to talk. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was only Alicia Vikander yeah. in in that scene that I, I found took me out of it. Uh, you're absolutely right so we we kind of semi-discussed this in a part of the podcast that we chopped so (laughs) just to bring people up to speed she played two characters in this movie the lady (laughs) and also um so she was his um what's the word like his peasant girlfriend Mm. initially i prefer peasant girlfriend (laughs) Hashtag patriarchy. <laughs> what, what did you um, say, Jen? <laughs> mistress. 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 Yeah. Peasant girlfriend. Um, but then later on, How she's, she's, she's that guy that she's the guy that you mentioned. Um, Bertelag. His wife, mm. and she was much better in, in in that role, in my opinion. Like, and, in and the I mean, she was fine in the other role. role. But wait, are you telling me that she played both? Yeah. Oh, so one thing I'll no. No, I so. <laughs> Jen, Jen has what is it? Go my on. my old face blindness, so prosopagnosia. Yeah. So I genuinely didn't know they would play by the same person <laughs> because they look yeah. the same to me. But I, so, I mean, I assumed it was the face blindness. <laughs> right. You don't know which one of us is sugary, which one is brew. <laughs> it, says in, it says on Zoom. <laughs> Oh, okay. And the glasses give away. So I, I suddenly don't care one jot about Green Knight or chivalric tradition or, or any of this. So you, 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 do you explain to me what this is? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so prosopagnosia or face blindness is uh, sort of a spectrum, right? So some people, like um, famously the psychologist Oliver Sacks in one of his yep. his books, describes a case where someone literally mistakes like a lamp for their wife or something like that you know like it can get that extreme and then there can be people (laughs) who have it so mild they don't realize they have it and they're just a little bit bad at recognizing people yeah 
I myself didn't really realize I, I had it till I was in my very late teens. And then it started falling, like the pieces started falling into place. Like, oh, this isn't normal. So a classic <laughs> example for me was um, when I was about 15, uh, working in a video store, I would do the same Saturday shift every day with the same girl. One day she came in for her shift with her hair in a ponytail for the first time. I didn't know who she was. I almost stopped her coming behind the counter. Like, and it wasn't until she spoke that I recognized her voice straight away. I'm like, oh, that's her. Whoops. I, luckily, I didn't say, like, what are you doing coming back here? And the only thing that was yeah. different is she'd put her hair up in a ponytail. And that's where like Crazy. all of those moments in my life sort of added up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have that. Um, never formally tested or anything. My sister has it too. And I would say she has it more severe than me. And she has... Um, mm -hmm. like failed various tests on it, <laughs> um, and she actually she actually works in in psychology and visual perception, so she studied a bit. So yeah, the the the, the cues of someone like they what they what they're wearing are, are giveaways. So this 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 colleague of yours, yeah, so, so normally has a hair um, down. It's very very common for um, people with prosopagnosia to use other cues, and and this kind of natural coping mechanism is why people don't realize they even have anything going on different sure. for them. So I particularly use voice and hair. Um, sure. Clothes, I, I don't have a very good memory for either. I think, I don't know, I don't pay enough attention to that. Um, I mean, so if Danny, uh, only people who live in tiny villages in New Zealand wear the same clothes every, every day. <laughs> that sounds like the start of some really bad aphorism. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if if Danny or I shaved our beards off, that would yeah, throw or, you. or even even worse than that, like if um, so I use context a lot too. So like James, for example, if you suddenly were in Sydney and I didn't know it, I would walk past you on the street and I wouldn't know it was you. And even if you talk to me, because it's such a context difference, I possibly sure, would sure. take a while. Yeah, even even which, Danny, who which can lead to it. some. Terrifically awkward oh, social moments. Oh, you can only imagine. You can. So I've had some reverse ones too, where I, um, like, someone said hi to me at a bus stop once, and it was near my university, and she was like same age as me, so I assumed it must be someone I know. So I was like, "Hey, how's your weekend?" Like, and <laughs> the conversation continued awkwardly, and Fuck, she was she's friendly, stuff, and I realized, <laughs> I realized partway through the conversation, we don't know each other. Like, whoops. Yeah, you know. Oh, so yeah, um, it's bad. It's bad. I I obviously haven't got this, but when um Janie when Janie and I had our baby, um, lots of flowers arrived, <laughs> and I I'm, I'm not I don't particularly know Janie's friends. Yeah. And so this this lady arrived at the back door with a beautiful bunch of flowers. I was like, oh, thank you so much. You want to come in and meet Zoe? <laughs> she came on in. She hung out. <laughs> <laughs> she was just a fucking delivery person. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, so you've Brilliant. you've had you can relate at least. To I that, totally to that relate. Experience. Yeah. Totally yeah. relate. Funny. Yeah. So, so this all started because um, you. I, I forgive me. I, I laughed when you when you didn't um, recognize that Alicia Vikander <laughs> played um, Bertilak's yeah. wife and. Um, Dev Patel's playing um, Gawain's what do we call her peasant mistress? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was mistress. that was that was a, a, a piece of, of um, filmmaking that um, I guess was trying. I was brought into mind. Do you know the Tim Hardin song? If if 
I were a carpenter. No. Maybe, no. but if I... Oh, no, it's just if, if I were a carpenter, if I were a carpenter and you were a lady, would you marry me anyway? Would you have my baby? It was... Oh, which was what that, that little um, part was about, wasn't it? The the, the peasant, Elysia Vikander, and the, the lady, Bertalak. Again, him showing his um, chivalric honour, whether he would... Future that you see at the end that doesn't happen, he marries the... the Someone um, else. A higher, higher-born person, but in... Staying true to himself, he 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 um, follows his heart. I was going to say it's a shame to think what other like cinematic choices I might miss out on without realizing. Fascinating, fascinating, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is that I think that um, like the fact that she did play both characters made it even more seem like at what point did he either already die or have some magic mushrooms or something and this whole oh, thing is just like on. a fever dream <laughs> um yeah well th- the thing is that if you don't if you didn't recognize that as being the same actress like and whether that is you know then you know, the fever you know there's dream been more than one james bond made. right <laughs> yeah yeah i do, I do. They have very different voices, you see. I got tricked here because it was the same person and I assumed it couldn't be. <laughs> right. Ah. No, but her accent is completely different. Lady. That, that would have sealed the deal for me because I would have been using the voice more than any. And, and obviously yeah. one's poor, one's rich, you know, like there was a lot of good yeah, use yeah. So, for me to use. I mean, <laughs> so even like, I mean, she has like a slightly posh accent in the, in the second character. Which is still slightly off, but not as off as the first character. Did you um, also think that, you know, the girdle that, that gives him um, protection? Yeah. Around you, I certainly hope he cleaned that before he wore it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not sure he did it. because it was like, yeah, they tried to make it a very visceral um, moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That but was quite also, shocking. Nice to be The good. husband guy. <laughs> the husband guy, I thought that was what he was after, not a snog. As a hand job. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't considered that, that actually. Been but, uh, to I was... the poem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, really? So, so but that's why, that's why in the poem, the Green Knight doesn't behead Gawain. He no. he 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 brings the axe down and just nicks his neck. Because a nick on the neck is equivalent to a snog. <laughs> right? But... Because Gawain uh, re- refuses the, te- the, 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 the advances of, the, of Lady Bertalak. In this one, where Lady Bertalak <laughs> gives him a handjob, his head would be, I don't know, a third cut off? A third. <laughs> More than a flesh wound. Like a flapping. <laughs> yeah, he's um, happy. <laughs> but I mean, essentially, he didn't chop his head off, did he? We don't know because we see the we see one reality where he gets away, and then the other reality ends before we really know. But I assume that he didn't go through with it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get his head chopped off in the film, does he? I can't remember no. now. No, that I, I I had also assumed that he didn't. Yeah, because the whole the whole story is about that he didn't in a way. 
the poem. Yeah, exactly. Prune. Yeah. How long yeah. is the poem? Are we? Is it like a book? No, like really thin. Well, it depends. Again, it's about. It's, 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 so it's, for the podcast, we're saying it's about a millimeter about a between centimeter. thumb and foot. What size font um, is it? Yeah. yeah, what size font is it? But it's it's Middle English. Yeah, middle I mean, English, but I didn't read the Middle English. Bigger or smaller one. than actual English. <laughs> so I read was, the it translation was, it was, into English. <laughs> it, it, it was or, an oral tradition, right? So it was it was it would have been a, a story told. No one knows who wrote. Yes, so unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 literally a folk tale that would have been told at, at gatherings and 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 part of the the the, the myth and the lore of King Arthur. Um, that was was first codified. I don't know when, um, and then translations that we have now from the Middle English, um, foremost of which probably is Tolkien's most popular, most most well known. And that's when that's when folklore kind of gets set, which is kind of sad in a way. Like on one side, it's great because it preserves it. On the other side, it kind of kills its life in, as a transformative because thing, which is why the film that should be cut some slack for where it does deviate, because that is kind of what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is a Take super- that, scholars. <laughs> which is a superb segue into what, what we're about to discuss, which is your record, which is a, yeah. a, a, an album full of... And of, I do actually um, have it. I have it. For all the listeners at home, you don't get to see I it. I love it. Here. Yeah, and volume two, <laughs> which so actually is I better. Missed... <laughs> Sorry, I recommended the first. Did you miss the bit where Jen sent a link and said we should talk about this? Ah, oh, yeah, that's the bit I missed. <laughs> yeah, I just saw you post a, TV, a Spotify TV link like thing of that cover in teeny tiny, so I couldn't even tell what it was, <laughs> and going, uh, and you were just oh, like James suddenly talking again. about it as though you knew. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I have a problem scrolling sometimes. <laughs> so Jen can't recognise faces, Dan can't scroll, and I can't say What's bin. What's your limitation, James? I can't oh. say bin. I can't do submarine impressions. I think you get off the lightest there. No, frankly, <laughs> I think Danny's and mine are most debilitating. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you want to introduce it, it, James? I think um, as I, you know, it's it's one that has uh, nostalgia for me, which I'll talk about in a moment. But I don't know much about it in terms of its history. So, so this is an album that that has been part of Jen's life for. Um, what you'll, you you'll tell us? What would you have your own voice? <laughs> um, it's it's new golden ring, um, and what, the name of the album I've forgotten is Five Days Singing. Volume and there's, there's multiple volumes, and yeah. it's it's a collection of um, it's a loose group of performers who were part of the folk legacy records, and they um, sort of gathered at, at the Fox Hollow Festival um, in the early to mid '60s, and they all folk musicians doing versions of um, traditional Anglo-American tunes. Um, yeah, released in 1971, so it's, it's it's really interesting. Beautiful versions, beautiful, all acoustic. Um, there's no, so there's no. The, the band had no fixed um, member, member, you know, members. Um, but they do do fantastic versions of of these traditional tunes, which go back to what we were talking about earlier. 
trace the lineage of of English folk music going over to America to Appalachia and becoming um, country music and bluegrass. Um, so there's lots of um, staples of folk like Barbara Allen, um, Lord Bateman, Benjamin Bowmanier, Shenandoah. Um, but it's a beautiful album. It's a beautiful album. But it, it it gives us a point where folk music stops being like that oral tradition that we were talking about, and and yeah. is is kind of this can become the set text of of, of how this <laughs> this is what that tune is, which is not true. It's 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 a constantly moving thing, which is is interesting. Like Dylan's early songs are all using folk. Um, Melodies, which is a valid way of doing it, is to putting new lyrics onto the onto the to the melodies, right? And what Fairport did, Danny, with with sort of bringing the the, the folk tradition into what was then contemporary um, electric sort of rock instrumentation, what what Green Knight does, making it kind of this psychedelic sort of post um, Game of Thrones thing. What's your relationship to the to the record? Yeah, I, I guess just before I, I go into that, I, folk in general, I think one of the, the things I enjoy is I find a, you know, I'll find a folk song that's new to me, grow to love it, and then months later realise it's of the same folk song of some other one that I love from someone else singing it, you know, and, and they've done something so new with with the lyrics and the story that I almost didn't recognize it. So it's one of my favorite thing is finding, oh, that's just another version of that one. <laughs> you know, um, I do love that about folk. So this and, album and in particular- spotting the subtle my... differences. Yes, yes. Um, this album in particular, my parents had the records of when I was very young. So we were actually living in the US at the time. So it also had that connection to the, the places that they talk about in some of the songs as well, which was nice. Yeah. So. Um, when I was about three or four years old, we were living in Chicago and and this album would be on quite frequently. So listening to it now as an adult, like it takes me right back to that time and place, which is always lovely. Um, but it's funny because my first impressions of those songs are as a child. So there's one album on that uh, volume one, uh, the song's called um, uh, Ginny's Gone to Ohio. And mm. I as a young kid who was called Jenny by my family, thought the song was Jenny's going to Ohio. And I'm like, oh, I'm in Chicago, Illinois. Ohio's just nearby. That song's talking about me going to, like, you know, it has this this weird little kid's version of what it is. And then growing up, you're like, oh, the song's not even called Jenny. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. funny um, having memories of these songs from being so young and, and then listening to them as an adult, having a totally different perspective on them of what they're about and what they're actually called. <laughs> Did you have a, a, a period where you where you kind of rejected the record? Did, were you rebelled? No, no. I'm I'm a bit odd for music in that ever since I can remember, if I like music or like a song, it that that um, admiration for it lasts through. So, like I Brilliant. all the music I liked through all my life, I still like, but I'm very picky about what songs I like. So, so even that this um, album that we're talking about now, like really there's like five or so of the songs that I really love and then the others mm. I'm happy to have them sort of wash over me every now and then as as I put the whole album on but those five songs will be there forever you know um my yeah, music yeah. taste doesn't change and and even in that like teenage period where most people go through that change that didn't happen for me <laughs> yeah me me neither what about you Danny did you did you go through stages I went through quite a, a few stages 
Tell um, us something. <laughs> well, um, my mum is a violinist. My dad is a jazz pianist. So I grew up around music, like from very early on. Um, and they were always playing quite well, other than both orchestral music in the background and um, quite traditional, like trad mm. jazz stuff. Uh, neither of which I really connected to at the time that much. Um, and then as I got older, I started listening to heavy metal music for a while. <laughs> Grew my hair long, all that stuff when I was in, in my early teens. But then as I got a bit older, I um, started listening to acid jazz, which was more like kind of a jazz-influenced yep. dance music i suppose um and then got back into listening to jazz and i, I think even since then I, I got more into much less traditional jazz than my parents were ever into i mean they still listen to like ella fitzgerald and yeah stuff like that whereas i, I never listened to that stuff i i <laughs> I, I missed i i would i listened to more um experimental stuff and more like cross-genre like stuff uh, but my question earlier was actually more about folk music and I don't think it's ever been mentioned like because I assume that a song is a song right so what you're just what you were describing about how folk artists are kind of it's it's more about telling the story in their own way but they're telling the same stories but they're it, I may have misunderstood I don't know explain like, are people doing versions of each other's songs and copying the lyrics? Or it's are almost they just like, like... Um, the, the song is so old that no one knows who wrote it. There's no definitive version. And there'll be slight hmm. variations on what's happening in, in the story of the song. I, I, that's how I would explain it. Yeah. So it, it changes over time and there's no definitive... Yeah, there's, there's, there's loads of different... Um strands to folk music as well there's instrumental kind of dance music yeah. which um again traveled from england like to america morris dancing yeah basically um, um I, I have a fantastic <laughs> album called morris on by by the, the fairport rhythm section it's, it's superb i will play it amazing um, but those tunes then go to america and become you know like you, you know the the theme from deliverance right you become proper bluegrass and stuff it's, it's the same um changes the same same um tradition um but a lot of the time because we back when when a lot of these back in the the pre-industrial there was no um newspapers right it, it was it was people got their um history their their local news from from broadsides from from pamphlets and and from songs that were sung so it was it was folk music was part of everyday life everyone sang folk songs and in the early early to mid 20th century there were people who went around collecting them you know people recognized that this 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 tradition was dying out so people like Alan Lomax and uh, Cecil Sharp and interestingly Shirley Collins went round America and England collecting these these songs which had evolved and hundreds of different versions of using the same tunes with completely different lyrics, similar lyrics with with slight tweaks. Um and these songs, some of some of the the, the ballads uh, like uh, like a, a, a 
like you could say that the Gawain and the Green Knight is is a folk song. I mean, it's it's stanza after stanza after stanza after stanza. If that made any sense. Have you got the uh, the notes? You said that Janie asked you for your notebook at some point <laughs> near the end of the film. She wrote some notes about the Green Knight. Um, so Janie wrote, I watched it, all a bit too unbelievable for me. I did watch it, though. Really couldn't tell if he was tripping on mushrooms or if it was all just a valid part of the movie. Was he tripping? So, so weird. Weirdest, oddest movie I think I've ever seen. I did watch it, though. Very peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is possibly that is a valid. very fair review. Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly, that's the mainstream review. Interestingly, it it um stayed with her, so us both, um, and she kind of warmed to the film more in subsequent days. Right? She hated it on the night. I would say that's one of the key pieces for me for films these days as I've gotten older I, it's the films that you're thinking about a couple days later where I'm like that yeah. means it was a good film you <laughs> know like that I love yeah. that because there's a lot of films I watch that don't do that but Green Knight certainly um certainly did do that for me as well it's not it's not necessarily that it should be confusing but then kind of make sense but no. also you know the fact that it isn't all just put out there in a very obvious way makes it difficult for some people to yeah. kind of follow. Um, so we were talking about other folky, trippy, nightmare um, films <laughs> that may be good pairings to this one. Although this... So I started watching a field in England. Um, <laughs> How far through did you get? I didn't expect it to be quite so comedic in a way. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like a strange... British comedy. Like, when, what um, decade was it made? Re quite recent. Yeah. Oh, okay, last, so well after. I mean, in the, in the last 10 years. Okay, yeah. okay. So what, it's set in the British Civil War uh, about a bunch of strange characters who happen to just like meet each other while uh, trying, some trying to escape some kind of, you know, like somehow they all end up in this field together and then go off. Um, to meet some strange Irish guy, <laughs> it was it was pretty hard to follow. I got to so one of the one of the actors, the guy who plays, um... oh, I've forgotten all their names now. But <laughs> yeah. the... but Danny, you probably took notes, right? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> but um, he was um, he was in a British like kind of surreal sitcom, wasn't he? The one with the noses? What was that yeah. one? Um, uh, League of Gentlemen. Did you ever watch that? I never yeah, watched that. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really great portmanteau um, series that two of those guys, Reese Shearsmith, I think, and the other guy, do called Inside Number Nine. Yeah. Yeah, that was all right. Um, but so I got to the point where he got taken into the, into the tent and started screaming uncontrollably for like what felt like an, an eon but was probably like four minutes of like constant screaming and that didn't do it for you it just made me feel really uncomfortable just because i didn't know what was happening to watch it <laughs> it's really weird um i like in terms of in terms of films 
that I like the Green Knight, I would suggest Pan's Labyrinth. Have you? Yes, seen yeah, that? yes. I, I yeah. thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have and that, that sort is of kind of. It's more glossy. Yeah, like the Green Knight, and it has glossy, that. Like... Um, the obviously the dark folklore and and the what's real, what's not, but also yeah. um, the kind of. Uh, connection of nature that the green knight has yeah with like some of the James characters doing the pen oh the, the eyes on the hand such a great image um, such a, i mm, love pen's labyrinth is one of my favorite films um it's yeah. it's in my top five without a shadow yeah. of a doubt it's yeah it's me too so good mm. i want to watch it right now me too <laughs> me too are there are there other films so as a as a another person who loves pen's labyrinth are there other films you would say are similar to that because i need to go watch those right now <laughs> Does anything come close? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't found I'd need, any yet I need either. to think about that. I need to think about it. Mm. Yeah, we need to think about it. Yeah. Otherwise, this, the, the podcast will be dead. <laughs> Just feel thinking time. Quietly <laughs> thinking about <laughs> it. Yeah. Which would be quite meditative. Meditative. Yeah. Med- med- meditative. Meditative. Um, so I didn't get very much past that. It, that. That scene in particular made me kind of uncomfortable. and But it was in the afternoon and Anna was having a nap and it was fine but then like she woke up and I was like this this is not <laughs> what is it one of those situations yeah. where you, you you just don't want someone to walk in on you watching something right it's, kind it's, of yeah you're not watching something the dodgy screaming, it's like oh no if someone walks in at this point they're gonna think I'm a complete fucking loony <laughs> yeah so the other th- the other thing we mentioned when we were talking about this was um the wicker man the original wicker yeah. man i do need to see that i do need to see that well you you may or may not wish to see it because um well anna and i, I started watching it the other day we didn't get very far but i think jen will have more of a tolerance for datedness than you will sometimes i watch films purely because they're dated so you're right about that uh, it's super dated the acting the acting of what we saw the acting was very dated Sounds great. Um, and it's basically just kind of soft core pornography. That's great. To the point, <laughs> What's not which to like? is kind of like early seventies. You know, I guess everything dated, was in the early seventies. Dated folk <laughs> pornography. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, I will that's Brit Eglin, mate. That's Peter well, Sellers' I mean, wife. We probably will continue watching it at some point. Anna was laughing at it and and said the next day to my surprise that film was quite funny i was quite enjoying it so i was <laughs> that that caught me off guard and so we'll we may continue that at some point it's got it's got a superb it's got a superb soundtrack mm. by a band called magnet who were who were who were a folk band formed for you know folk musicians but formed for for for, for that film and um, i've got the soundtrack but it's funny it's, it's the, really the datedness the early the early datedness of it is like there's a folk song playing and then it will cut to like a few lines of dialogue and then the folk song will continue and <laughs> like more yeah it was just quite funny um so more recently there was uh, a jude law limited series called three days which actually even just seeing the the first um you know 15 minutes of the wicker man there's very it, they're very very similar he kind of like he goes goes a bit bonkers doesn't he <laughs> he goes to an island have you seen that no i, I just days. read about it the other day and 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 found okay. it on neon and i'm i'm gonna try and persuade janie to watch it who's disappeared i think she would i don't know if janie would like it but it's worth a try i i only saw two of the three days anna hasn't watched it but it is 
kind of just odd stuff happening and odd locals in this weird odd village where you don't really know what you know they they have their own odd customs and yeah. this guy just Folk happens here to get stuck on this here. island yeah basically you know so. that that just made me think like another of my favorite films is actually um 2001 a space odyssey which you know is mm. a completely different setting but has surreal little chapters to it that i like yeah. in the same way yeah. that i've enjoyed these other ones yeah i i i love that film as well so um but yeah that, that is quite similar it's kind of like not yeah, and, and it, it kind of divides the audience in that same way. Like, some people have no tolerance for, like, what's real, what's happening, why has it moved on, mm. this is nothing like the, the scene before. Whereas I'm like, this is great, where are we going next? I don't yeah. mm. even need to know for sure what's happening. <laughs> I think that's... The music, that's, is, yeah. music is amazing, yeah. With with Green Knight, Janie, Janie was was obviously kind of go whoa 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 at the beginning and i sort of she said was feeling her, bewildered stop yeah. just, you don't you don't it doesn't matter you've got to let it wash over you gotta yeah just don't worry about what's happening or who did what to whom or what, <laughs> which is an odd thing to tell someone but it is accurate, <laughs> it is accurate. yeah, yeah. You, you just in 2001 i don't think about it too much it just just let it just it, it could be a lot less deep than it than it probably is yeah yeah just let it it's 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 a an experience and and potentially is 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 destroyed by overanalyzing 2001 i i had a bit of a unique first viewing of it because i was only about eight years old and it had been re-released in cinema and my family took me along and that blew my mind and i think having having a child's (laughs) mind though was such a interesting lens for that film because it had to wash over me. I had nothing to cling on to. And I think that maybe helped helped me have that ability for films going forward. Um, but that was quite quite something. Yeah. I'm picturing you in, in the car on the way to this to the cinema, listening to, <laughs> to that the record that we, we discussed, all in this <laughs> kind of mystic, on the way. slightly folk music. Not quite recognising anyone because you can't recognise faces. Getting there, <laughs> watching this psychedelic film, uh, AJ, and just frankly, it's a It it's explains a so much about who I am today. It explains yes. so much. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Amazing. And um, we, we should probably wrap up. Janie and I have got um, a hot date with the finale of a series. That we, it's, it's, it's quarter past nine. We're watching the finale. And what's the, what's the programme? What series? I'm doing. The Undoing, with Hugh Grant and and uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, I've, the yeah, same I've seen same it. same staple of people, stable of people who have made Nine Perfect Strangers and Pretty Dirty Little Thing Lies, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just we, there was this a, a massive twist at the end of the last episode, so we we need to get in. Nine Perfect Strangers is finishing next week, and we're probably going to discuss it after that because we've been watching and Janie's read the book so she's got a unique perspective on that jen thank you so much for coming on and i think we probably interrupted you more in this than the (laughs) last time which which is a retrograde step for which i apologize but it's been absolutely delightful having you on thank you for introducing me to some great music um i don't know have you have you have you sent her any of the stuff she's won ever Huh? Have you sent her any of the tea and stuff that she's won? No, she gives overseas, mate. It's fucking expensive, isn't it? 
both both countries are in lockdown. What can you expect? Yeah. Oh yeah, true. And the, At the some point, off you now. will get a care package. But... <laughs> I, I might get back to New Zealand before that happens. <laughs> come I, pick it up. I owe you a fossil, also. <laughs> yeah, you can come and collect it yourself next time you're yeah. here over for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, as soon as this uh, pandemic is over. <laughs> well, thank we you could, very much. We can both, uh, Danny and I, will, will, we, can, we can record a, a podcast live and Danny and I will both shave and get different haircuts and it will be, <laughs> be frankly a, an odd experience for all of us. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. And Jen will be back... If she'll, if, she, if she'll come on again, we'll be back in due course. Yes, once we find something interesting, which... Well, maybe we should on. re-watch Pan's Labyrinth in the next four weeks and then come back and talk about that. <laughs> with, with the great I, I'm always happy to re-watch that. Okay. Lovely to well, see you guys. We'll see you next week. You too. Thank like you. Like and subscribe. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Have a cup of tea.